we are going to head straight into our new guest. Now, his name is Roz. The guy is a beast. Like, I'm telling you right now, he's a beast. So I met him in New York uh, when I went over there for uh, a, like a, a fitness event. And he was the guy, um, well, there's two of them, um, two best friends and business partners that, were, that actually held the event. They hosted it. They arranged all the speakers. They arranged the content. Um, he has a company called The One Hour Trainer um, and Metaburn Fitness as well. And yeah, we're going to dive straight into this. I know you guys will get some value. I know it because he has a truly unique transformational story, which I cannot wait to share with you guys. So what we're going to do right now is head straight in. We have today Raz. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you, my man? Man, I'm fantastic. I'm really good. Now, what I want you to do is just sort of jump straight in. Like, you are called Raz the Motivator, right? Why? I mean, tell, tell everybody why you're called the Motivator. What's your, what's your story? Sure. Thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for letting me be on here and share my message with the, your audience. Uh, motivation has really been the most important thing for me because I was born with my right leg shorter than the other. I have no quadriceps or hamstring on my right leg. Um, and I chose a profession that kind of goes against that. You know, we, it's an aesthetic profession. People told me that I, I, I shouldn't be a personal trainer. I didn't look like a personal trainer. I'd be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 18. I couldn't do uh, sports like all the other kids. And everybody telling me I couldn't do things really motivated me to say I must do things. And I was able to take my own life story and share it with my clients share with the people that need a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration, so that they can create the best version of themselves. And over the last 18 years, that's what I've been blessed to do as a personal trainer, a coach, a mentor to so many people, because I truly believe that motivation is the, is the catalyst to change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so that was since birth, right? With, with your yeah. right leg, right? And um, I was I'm reading... Because I've read your book, by the way, which is awesome. Really, really good book. Um, and I know, like, in the beginning, in your introduction, you put a lot of emphasis in how you went against the norm, right? And, you, you know, you had to self-motivate because... But what I want to sort of dive down into is um, why didn't you give up? When everyone was saying you shouldn't be doing this, what made you go against that? Well, what made me go against that is, I guess, is, is I have a strong faith in God. And I believe that I got an inspiration to say, you know what, if someone tells me I can't, I must do it. And I was motivated just to say, hey, you know what, I, I know that I have greatness in me. Mm -hmm. And I want to do, I want to create something great in my life. And, you know, when it came to athletics, it was really simple. I wanted to, I wanted to be like everybody else. So I had to work twice as hard. Um, I had to run a little bit harder if I was going to wrestle and become a top wrestler in the States. Um, so really, that was the, my motivation to push myself. And when it came to business, I understood that, you know, if you tell me to go zig, I'm going to zag because I want to be different. I'm, I'm a Leo. I truly believe in being a leader and leaders are out in front leading. They're not looking back to see who's following because they know if they lead and they walk their, their talk, people are going to follow. Yeah. And where was there moments that you can remember where you wanted to give up or you wanted to stop or you didn't want to go out the house, for example? What were those moments like? Yeah. Absolutely. We all have them. And, and you know what, one of the things that over time I, I've been able to condense the time I stay in that, that place, but I can remember, you know, being young and, and, and wanting to play sports, you know, with the kids and 
getting hurt and thinking, oh, you know, it'd just be easier to stay home because I had actually, I, I had crutches until I was in the sixth grade. Um, I had two surgeries prior to um, getting into seventh grade, you know, and then what I've been able to utilize since then is just that, you know, there's been times where, you know, when I was dating, I'm short, I, I, I limp, you know, I felt a little bit of insecurities about myself, which led me to personal growth reading books, learning from other, uh, you know, thought leaders on how to shift my thinking. The six inches between my ears is going to dictate how I felt about myself. And more importantly, how the world would see me because I was going to be able to emit a certain energy and confidence in myself. See, the world sees you how you see yourself. And if you decide that you're not going to be a victim, you're not going to have limiting thoughts and negative beliefs about yourself, then the world will start to see you as you are because you are showing up that way. Yeah, that's yeah. I love the six inches between your ears concept. It's really good. Um, so, why do you think a lot of parents, well, people in general, really tell themselves excuses and they let that excuse take over and take control and win? What do you think the difference is between how you manage to go straight through and why other people sort of get into a little ball and don't end up doing it? Well, the main reason it's easier. Um, it's easier not to say, you know what, I'm going to get uncomfortable and, and I'm going to figure out a solution. Um, it's easier just to be normal. You know, I had to be a little bit different. I said, you know, I'm going to pick a profession that was going to test me, stretch me, um, make me stand out. Um, I wasn't going to be able to hide. You know, some people who are afraid of public speaking find jobs that they can do behind a computer and they never have to go in front of people. You know, so anytime in my life, and here's a tip for your audience, anytime you're presented with a major challenge, on the other side of that challenge is the opportunity for growth. And that's one of the beliefs and distinctions that I had for myself early on. When I feel that fear, I have to do it. And by doing that, it allows me to have more breakthroughs than most people. Yeah. So yes, you may, you may have just answered my question. My next question in a way is that, so when parents are, for example, on the, sitting on the couch and they know that they should go and work out, but they need that self-motivation, they need that accountability to go out and do it. What can you say to that person, listen, right now, why they should make, why they should get off the couch, why should they, they should put their running shoes on, why should they do it, and how? Um, Harry, that's a great question. I mean, I, I work with a lot of parents, so I get this, and, and I, every time someone sits in my studio, you know, I get to say, you know what, I ask them what their why is, and, and, and usually your why will dictate if you're going to get motivated to actually take action. If the why isn't big enough, then you won't find the fuel to actually get off the couch, like you would say. You know, it's a lot easier to just say, I'm, gonna, I'm tired today. I'm busy. I was taking the kids out and doing this, or I had work. Whereas you say, oh, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm an example for my children. I want to be healthy for my gr future grandchildren. I want to feel good and have confidence about myself in my own skin. So that's why I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do the run. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out because I have a big enough why. And usually that's the only thing that's going to separate those who do and those who don't. Exactly. I mean, I know a lot of parents, you know, they don't want to, sort of dive in that deep into the why they want to look for the instant gratification right they want to know okay so what magic wand can you wave that would get me off this couch to have this amazing workout and try and look for that magic wand each and every time rather than find out their why which can then fuel each and every time instantaneously right yeah absolutely i think everyone thinks that it's it's just i want a magic bullet Roz, mm. what's the best 
ab workout to give me a six pack. Well, there is no best ab workout. The best ab workout is to actually start to eat healthy, start to move more, start to pay attention to what you're doing on a daily basis, and you're going to get the results you want. Yeah, exactly. And um, you mentioned earlier about you working with a client. So talk to us a little bit about um, Metaburn, you know, what, what you guys are doing, how long you've been about, and, you know, because I saw um, a post, I think, I don't know when you posted it, yesterday or a couple of days ago, but you've helped over 1,300 people, right? I saw yeah. all the files. That's amazing. Thank Congrats you. On yeah. that. So um, I, I'm the owner and, and co-owner of Metaburn Fitness here in local in uh, the U.S. in New York. Long Island. And what we do specifically is we help women um, redefine themselves, find out their confidence, their energy, and transform their bodies utilizing our three-step approach. It's very simple. We believe that diet is the key to everything. You need to know what to eat, when to eat it, and how much of it to eat. Second thing is what type of exercises are going to change your body type. See, because we believe, and you're a fitness expert, so you know there's different body types, so there's not one prescription for every female or every parent. And then the third thing is stress reduction. When you're able to reduce your stress and understand that, that whole fight or flight mechanism that happens in the body, your body will release fat. So that's really what we specialize in doing, helping women redefine themselves. And then we always, always are overlining that with mindset. Mm -hmm. understanding that it's the six inches between your ears that are going to get your results or going to allow you to accept and validate your excuses. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so with all of the clients that you've helped, and um, when it comes down to mindset, have you found that there's one or two things that are very common amongst all your clients when they walk in that door initially when it comes to their mindset? Have you... Absolutely. Um, I, I think one of the key mindsets that many of them have is I'm too busy. I'm a parent. I'm too busy. I can't make different food for my family. I can't um, have, leave my family and go work out. And the big distinction, I can't make myself more important than anyone else. When that is a key distinction that we have a paradigm and should say, hey, you are the most important person. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you don't feel good about yourself, you're fatigued, you have crappy energy, and you don't like yourself, you're not going to be your best parent. You're not going to be the best mom, the best wife, the best grandmother. So you have to really, and we shift that and say, hey, you first for at least 12 weeks till we get you to feeling good, get some momentum, and then we'll teach you how to reintroduce and come back into balance. And why do you think a lot of parents initially have that um, sort of mentality of they don't want to focus on themselves? Do you think it's because if they do, they feel selfish? Oh, great. I mean, you nailed it. A lot of it is that it's guilt. It's, it's, they don't want to take away from their family. But the thing is that they don't, and I use an analogy from a, a show here that used to be in the States called Baywatch. And, and no, it, no one really gets anything uh, uh, very important from Baywatch. But I learned this one thing, <laughs> the lifeguard. They said that if you're a lifeguard and you're in the water with a victim, the key is not to put yourself in front of the jetty because you're going to get slammed into the jetty and you both die. And I always said, you have to put your victim first. That's what they were telling. And I took that little lesson and said, hey, how does that pertain to my clients? I said, now, if you're not feeling that you're best, how are you going to be your best for your family? You're not. You're going to, and, and that's going to carry over into your husband and the husband and wife fighting at times. It's going to carry over to you losing your cool and yelling at the kids. It's going to, you're going to be, you're just not going to be able to focus when little Johnny comes in and wants help on his homework. So like you really, it's, it's, and then when I get that deep and I peel that onion back, they're able to see that and say, wow, you know what? I need this. I must do this. This is not a want. 
this is a must for me now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, you know, I've spoken to a lot of parents recently as well. And it seems that, I don't know if you found this over there, but a lot of parents want to include their children into the fitness as well, which I've found quite intriguing. Um, do you think that's a pro? Do you think that's a good thing that they want to do that? Do you think, because I think it's sort of flipping the coin because that could mean that they, they still don't want to detach themselves away from the family, right? They want to include them into it, which I, I don't know if that's a long-term strategy. I don't know if that's just a quick fix that they think in their own mind. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's definitely a benefit, but only after they have mastered it. See, you can't teach someone something that you don't know and fully understand. So if I just start, if I decide, oh, you know what, I'm going to be vegan tomorrow. And I just start to, oh, I'm just going to eat all vegetables and I'm going to eat all carbs and I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of things that process foods. That means that, and, and then I'm going to go teach you. I'm just going to be giving you bad information because I haven't truly done my due diligence and learned and gone through the process. I think as a parent, you have to master the, your body, your mindset first before you can go back. And then, of course, incorporate the family. We, when you learn this stuff, we all know that Thomas Edison said that once a brain has been expand, uh, expand with a new mind or a new idea, it can't go back to its former um, patterns and beliefs. So it's critical that once you know something, you got to share it. It's important. Share your healthy eating secrets. Work out with the kids on the weekends, but don't incorporate them into your workouts because your workouts are yours so that you can improve. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then going back to my um, motivation, do you think it's uh, like, can you be motivated 100% of the time? No. No. <laughs> um, you can't be motivated 100% of the time, but you could be committed to being a motivated and optimistic person. And by doing so, because you realize how to shift your state, how to get from where you are to where you want to be. I'm not always motivated, fired up, jacked up. Some days I feel like crap, I'm tired, whatever, but I know how to shift my state so that I can get into the mindset when I need to be there. So if I got a client coming in and I've had five, six, seven clients back to back, I'm feeling as soon as that client walks through the door, boom, shoulders back, breathing differently, head up. Same thing. When If I got to do something, I tell someone I'm going to be somewhere, I can be exhausted driving over there. And as soon as I get into the pool, it's a shift. And that's when you understand that you don't – motivation is like showering. You need to do it consistently because if you don't, you're going to start to smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Cause, and the reason why I asked that question is because I know we're going to have some parents that will be listening to this and they'll be like, oh, okay, I've got to be motivated 100% of the time. That's why I thought I had to ask it because you're, you're right. We're not robots. You know, we're humans. We go through, but we just need to know that there is a switch that we can flick to turn on our motivation, right? Absolutely. And um, what we haven't talked about yet is, if you don't mind talking about it, is um, your relationship with your grandma, like how, how much of an impact she had on you growing up. Because I know my grandma, God, I mean, she's had such a big impact on me growing up. Um, just the love, the care, the guidance as well. So um, what was your relationship like with her? Wow, thank you for allowing me to share this. I mean, my relationship with my grandma was super special. Um, she was the most important and is the most important influencer, mentor to me ever. Um, I got blessed to have, uh, you know, she had an apartment here on Long Island. I had to move and live with her when I was young um, as a 13-year-old young man. And then, you know, at that point, things changed in her life. My grandfather passed away. I had to become a man. Um, but she always, she didn't have an education. Um, she didn't know how to read or write. She was from the South, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, very uh, segregated state back when she was born. 
Um, so slavery and, 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 and Jim Crow laws and just racism was prevalent. But she was one of the most optimistic, positive, motivated people I ever met. So I am 100% indebted to having gotten that energy and that belief system from her, understanding that every day is a good day and I can I get to choose to make it a good day. Um, I got I was blessed to be able to take care of her until um, her late years and she passed away a few years ago. But I got to see her on the day she passed. And I know that I made her proud because of the things that I've done and gone on to do in this industry. And more importantly, she's still my guiding light. She's my why for waking up early, staying up late, consistently pushing to create the best version of myself, be the best man that I can be and help as many people as I possibly can in this world. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so when, so you were going through your sports growing up, right? And um, you use your motivation to, excel in sports what made you transition from sports to becoming a trainer um well i mean it, it just came it, it was a natural progression i was wrestling in high school and then in college um i was tr trying to make money for you know to eat and take care of bills and things um and i had to make a decision whether i was going to be an athlete or i was going to um, get a job and make money and i, I said what do i know what do, what can i do um and i just knew i loved being in the gym so i started to go to the gym and work out and uh I said, I'm going to be a trainer. Actually, one of my friends was a trainer. And I said, if he can do it, I know I can. Um, and, you know, I, I jumped in both feet in um, and got rejected originally. And, you know, people were saying that wasn't the, the career for me. But I didn't believe that. I believe that there are people that, you know, I knew I had something inside of me and energy that if I was able to share that and I learned this profession, I'd be able to help people. Um, and I went on to, you know, right away I was working out start training, train people. Now I own multiple personal training studios and I'm blessed to, in addition to that, to coach and consult for, you know, the fitness industry now. Yeah. So you can probably go as far as to say that if you didn't have that skill set of self-motivation, you wouldn't be where you are today, especially in business, right? Oh, 100%. Self-motivation is what, you know, allows me to overcome the obstacles that we face every day. Um, as a business owner yourself, you know that not every day is sunshine and rainbows, mm -hmm. but you got to be able to motivate yourself to push through those challenges and say, I know on the other side of that challenge is growth opportunity and I'm excited for it. Yeah. And are you, are you like a, do you recommend, you know, your typical motivational videos and things, little spices, I call it, to maybe get yourself motivated in the moment that you need it? Um, I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm a firm believer in is that you have to find what works for you, what resonates for you. Um, I've studied everybody from Jim Rohn to, uh, to Tony Robbins to now some of the newer people in the industry, you know. Um, but you have to find journaling is one affirmations is two. I'm a big believer in affirmations. How do you change the wiring of your belief systems? By saying something over and over again, you start to believe it. When you start to believe it, you're actually wiring it deep into your subconscious mind. Then your subconscious mind allows you to start to transmit that energy outwardly. So if you don't like yourself and you start saying, I like myself, I like myself, I like myself, soon you will start to like yourself and you will be able to resonate and stand up in that frame. Um, and I, I think that's the number one thing that I was able to do to shift my life because there was times where I didn't like myself. I didn't think I was, uh, I, I didn't think I was as good looking as other people. I know I wasn't as tall. I didn't think I was as great as an athlete. I was disabled. I didn't have money. My mom was a drug addict. You know, I, all of these things, I didn't have a father, all of these things that could have stopped me or could have held me back. 
and I could have created and said I'm a victim, I decided not to let that be my device that's going to stop me from excelling. It was going to be the fuel to motivate me to push through, to push forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing for sure. And, um, and then, you know, with, when it comes to, to motivation, right, like with the affirmations as well, do you, you know, give us an example of you doing affirmations. Like, do you do them in the morning? Do you do them in the evening? Once a day? How do you do it? Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't have to do them anymore um, as <laughs> much, but I, I can tell you that when I first got started in, in fitness, I was nervous. So I, I would go I, in the shower. Today is my day. I'm going to make people great. I'm going to inspire and motivate people. I am a great trainer. I am positive. I am motivated. And I would just say that over and over and over every single day, morning, noon. We've all heard, you know, read your goals in the morning, read your goals in the evening. I would do that. I would journal. Um, one of the things is that when I was going on stage or speaking and I was nervous because I, I'm dyslexic, I would worry if I was going to have to read in public. You know, I'm a great reader. I can do this. I can touch people. I can read. And I just kept saying it over and over. And eventually I started to believe it myself. And when you start to believe it, then things just happen for you. You came to one of my events. You got to meet me. You know, it's cool that I, I, I could have never done that 15 years ago. Because I was so shy. I was scared to be in front of people. I didn't know if I was going to be able to articulate properly so that people could understand the words that I was trying to share. You know, it just, it's just through practice. Just through practice, right, yeah. And then do you still journal now? I do. I yeah. still journal now. I actually journal on my phone now um, okay. maybe because it's just a lot easier. Um, so I, for me, one of the big things is about, is about getting my thoughts out. And I like to get my thoughts out and understand how am I grading myself on four areas, my body, my being, my business, and my balance, which is my family. And I grade myself every day to see if I'm doing the things I need to do in order to excel in all four areas. You know, am I showing up? Am I reading? Am I learning something new, a new skill that I could share with someone? Am I text messaging my wife nice little notes? Am I text messaging the kids to let them know I love them? Am I in my business? Am I, am I connecting with people that can help me motivate or move my business in the further along? And then my spirituality, am I connecting? Like I connect with my grandmother still through prayer. Um, I really believe that if you're going to have it all, you got to be balanced. Yeah, for sure. And, um, Moving on to your family, how, what's it like? Have you gone through challenges when you're trying to balance you know, your business, your fitness, and also your family life? What's that been like? Oh, oh man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a battle even now. I mean, it, as a fitness professional, there's only 24 hours in a day. Um, so, I mean, I used to work out. I used to be a, an amateur bodybuilder. So I used to work out six days a week for probably two hours a day. Um, now, if I get three to four days for 30 minutes, I'm excited. Um, but I just have to change my goals and what I, I think a workout is, it's just changing. Now I'll stretch foam roll for 15 minutes in between sessions. Um, yeah, I mean, balancing it all is tough because I have a growing business, um, but I make time for those things that are important. It all comes down to scheduling and prioritizing. So as long as I put it in my schedule, I'm able to go, boom, this is my family time. This is the time I'm doing my errands. This is the time I'm going to be on the podcast with Perry. You know, it's important that I have it in a schedule. Otherwise, it can just totally get missed. Yeah, so you said one key word there, prioritize, right? And that's, that's something that I try and get so much in my content because, you know, parents do say, oh, I don't have the time to train today. I, don't, I haven't had the time to train, train this last week. And they think it's time that they don't have. And I keep on trying to say, which I know you're going to agree with, that it's, it's not time because everyone has the same amount of time. It's priority. You're also not prioritizing your own health 
at the same level as your children's health, always you would make would be making it priority. You're, you're, you you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I think that what and I love you said that they're not pri- they're making other people in their lives more important than their own. And if you do that long enough, what you're going to wind up is regret. What you're going to li- wind up is feelings of not feeling enough. And you're going to look back at yourself. And if this is directly for parents, you know, I've trained so many of them, thousands at this point. What I could say is that you don't want to wake up in your 50s, mid 50s, 60s and say, you know what? I don't like myself and I regret doing the things I did for my family. You want to wake up and say, you know what? I took care of myself and my family and I did it great. Yeah. And just to extend on that, my, my dad's, you know, for like three whole years before his death, I know for a fact he woke up many, many times with regrets with, you know, I've come to this stage and I wish I did this. I wish I did that. I wish I took my health and he just went downhill and that's why I'm pushing so hard on priority and their own personal health because they will end up going down the same road as my dad and as many other parents are going through. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a touchy but hardcore subject that we definitely need to nail down. Absolutely. You know what? It's people like you that are out there blazing the trail that's important that are not afraid to have this conversation with their coach, their clients, or with people, their audience. I think it's very easy for us to, in the fitness industry, to candy coat it and make it all about weight loss, to make it all about, you know, aesthetics, to make it all, oh, it's easy, lose 20 pounds with my program. Whereas, no, I want to help you transform your life. Yeah. And in transforming your life, it starts with your thinking. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then sort of coming towards the end now, if there, is there like one thing, one takeaway point that you, if they just like had one golden nugget they can take away from this when it comes to motivation and their own fitness, what do you think it should be? It's adopt a philosophy of Kaizen. And that means constantly and always improving. There is never a time in your life you will ever arrive. The minute you think you know it all, you're done. And I truly believe that. I think that when I adopted that philosophy, I know that as a coach, I'm still learning every single day. As a father, I'm still learning. As a husband, I'm learning. As a friend, I'm learning. And when doing that, I get to excel each day and create a better version of the days past of who I am. Yeah, and I'm glad you actually brought it up because I was meaning to thank you is that I never actually heard of Kaizen before, before I actually met you guys. And um, when you spoke about Kaizen and I've gone away back home, I've been thinking about it, researching a bit more. And it's just, it's incredible, isn't it? Because I think Kaizen is like in the shadows. Like not a lot of people know about Kaizen, but that actually creates a lot of wins. That when people are successful, it's actually because of Kaizen, right? Oh, absolutely. Repetition. You meet anybody who is successful and, and success is not a definition of wealth or of material things. Anyone who's truly happy, they're a learner and they're excited about the journey, not the destination. Mm. And that's what you have to make that clear distinction. So if you're a parent and you want to get healthy and you want to get fit, don't just focus on the 20 pound goal. Focus on the energy. Focus on the person you're going to become. Focus on the milestones that you're going to smash on your way to your first of many goals. And you're going to be successful. Boom. Absolutely. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And then the last question I always finish on, which is I have a thing where I want to make parents become the superhero that they were born to be. That's what I say. And to you, through your own eyes, what does it mean to become a superhero to yourself and to your family? 
what would be your classification? That is a fantastic question. Uh, what does it mean to be a superhero? Uh, I, I think what it means is to you're leaving a legacy, but you're also making an impact. Everything that I, is that a superhero in my mind, they go out and they're making an impact on people's lives. You know, um, Superman is one of my favorite superheroes, you know, and I think that what you think about what he symbolizes um, is great. And he also has flaws. Every every superhero has a flaw and they have something that can take them out and they have to be well aware of that. Don't allow your own exciting press clippings to get you to the point where you think you've arrived because that's when you're going to fall. Wow. Amazing. Awesome. Well, brother, thank you so much for coming on. It's been incredible. And hopefully the parents are listening to this. are going to stop listening to this when, you know, when it's finishing, but you know what? I'm going to take this seriously now. I want to be motivated. I'm going to self-motivate. Maybe I'm going to start doing affirmations. I'm going to start to journal. Hopefully they, they take these points away and actually put it into action. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Perry, for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share um, a little bit of my message with your audience. I definitely think that parents are going to be empowered and inspired by you and by you going out there blazing the path with this podcast, man. Thank you and have a great day. No, thank you. I'm very quick. Boom. Yeah, very quickly, actually. Where can people follow you? Where can they reach out to you if they want to? Best place is uh, I would go to facebook.com forward slash Coach Roz. That's Coach Roz. Roz is spelled R-A-H-Z. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Catch you later. Take care. Have a great one. Boom! <laughs> I can guarantee you right now, probably like half of you guys listening to this will go about your daily life and you will implement boom into your language, into your vocabulary and you'll start using it because it is catchy. It's like one of those cliche songs that go on a radio come off the x factor or like britain's or americans got talent um <laughs> uh so which is quite cool because i've actually been you know since new york i've actually found myself saying it and actually writing it down without realizing so uh raz is, is taking over this world now i wasn't kidding was i when i said that this guy is transformational he went through life with people telling him that he couldn't do something, right? He went to go into wrestling. Somebody said to him, you, you shouldn't go into wrestling. You aren't fit for it. But what did he do? He didn't listen to it. Why? Because he believed. He believed he was something special. He believed that he had that power within him. Now, this comes back to the main thing. Like You need to believe in yourself. You need to believe that you are worthy you need to believe that you do have this hidden power. All you need to do, once you believe it, is find that hidden power and then use it for greatness, right? So he kept on going against people who threw him negativity. Now, some of those people would have been his loved ones and didn't mean no harm by it. They didn't want to see him get hurt. But again, he believed that he would succeed because the mind overpowers the body, right? So the takeaway message for you guys listening is this, if you want to embark on something, if you want to go on some kind of journey, if you want to start something, all you need to do is believe that you can do it, right? I don't care what situation you're in. I don't care because listen, like Roz, you know, you, you just listen to the podcast, right? You know what situation Roz was in. But he still went ahead and he succeeded. Look at his accomplishments. He is a success, right? 
So if you guys want to start something, do not hold back. If somebody gives you some kind of negativity, says you can't do it or you shouldn't do it, just take it on the chin, thank you for their advice, but carry on doing it anyway. I don't care if it's your best friend, a family member or a stranger. Because if you listen to other people, you won't get anywhere. And this is a prime example. I love you guys and I just want the best for you. So honestly, if you could do anything, it's just believe in yourself because you are beautiful. You are shooting. Listen, the fact that you are here on this planet was a one in 400 trillion chance. So you are a miracle anyway. You are a success anyway. The fact that you are here walking around, you are a success. Okay, so take that, implement that into your next path or into your current plan, into your goals. Believe you can do it and then guess what will happen? You will do it, you will achieve it. Now, I highly recommend that you do follow Raz because he, what you just witnessed on his podcast, he is like this every single day on social media. He does his Facebook lives, his, his, he goes live every Monday as well. Um, it's a great show every single Monday. Um, it's basically like Monday inspiration, um, sets you up for the week kind of thing. And it's really, really good. I highly recommend you follow this guy consistently um, because <laughs> it's impossible to either listen to him or watch him and not feel motivated. That's why it's called Raz, the motivator. Boom! Right, I hope you love this episode, guys. I really do. Um, and I will catch you next week.